This week on The Breakup Breakdown. You never expect like your partner to cheat on you. I had absolutely no proof to go off of. This is when I got sneaky. So I was like, I have his passwords. I have access to his phone. Scrolled through and certainly there was a, a name that I didn't recognize. She ended up responding. The only thing that changed things was a very key phrase that she said was, did he tell you about anyone else? No. Finding out that your husband is cheating on you with one person is hard enough, but finding out from that person about countless other situations and lies, yep, that's the worst. Hey, what's up? It's Abby from The Breakup Breakdown. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. Hey, if you're new to the podcast, this is the show that gets to the bottom of those messy breakups you want to know more about. It could be that girl from college who dated that crap boy for forever, and maybe she went on some kind of like vacation to Italy, and then all of a sudden you notice, ooh, she's posting like a lot of things that make it look like, ooh, she might have gone through a breakup. Or maybe you saw something on TikTok that would be a good story to get more details on, or it could even be your own breakup story. Whatever it is, we love hearing a good breakup story and getting some good lessons along the way. So if you've got a suggestion for the podcast, head down to the episode description. You will find a submission form link there. Also, don't forget, check out details for the Breakup Breakup podcast brunch on September 23rd in Atlanta, Georgia. And as always, if you want to jump to a certain part of the interview, check out timestamps in the episode description. Hey, Heartbreakers, welcome back to another episode of The Breakup Breakdown. Thanks so much for tuning in, you nosy little weirdos. Let's chat about what breakup story we are getting into today. So this week's breakup story quite literally made headlines when a TikTok of this week's interviewee went viral, where she detailed how she soft launched her divorce. Before we get into that, I wanna let you know what domestic violence shelter we are raising awareness for this week. Every week, we give a shout out to a different shelter throughout the country so you know how you can support if you feel called to do so. This week, we're giving a shout out to La Casa de las Madres in San Francisco, California. The mission of La Casa de las Madres is to respond to calls for help from domestic violence victims of all ages, 24 hours a day, every single day of the year. And on top of giving survivors the tools to transform their lives, they also hope and work to prevent future acts of domestic violence by educating the community. Okay, so this week's breakup submission comes from the good old TikTok for you page. I kept getting tagged in this video of this girl talking about soft launching her divorce and naturally people were very intrigued. I'm gonna show you how I've been soft launching my divorce. So starting January 1st, this picture was posted to my story with no evidence of my husband. And I also posted a January top five with no pictures of him. Now for my next story picture, this was the first time I had posted a picture of just myself in years. Next comes the Facebook profile picture. I changed it from our wedding picture to a throwback picture of me in 2019. I didn't upload a new picture because I didn't want it to be in the newsfeed, so I just put it to something I've already had before. Speaking of holidays, this was the only thing I posted for Valentine's Day. Time isn't real, but my back pain is. Happy Valentine's Day. Okay, here's a big one. I privated my relationship status on Facebook, and then I sprinkled these memes throughout the month of March. <laughs> This was my first ever comment that I made. It was on this app. Um, saving this for my hard launch divorce. Thank you. That was the first time I ever put it into like words. And then finally, I deleted all pictures. I archived a bunch of them like every day. I think I would do like one at a time just so I wouldn't raise suspicion. But um, then I eventually deleted all of them and then blocked and unfollowed my ex. And now that everyone has found my account, hi. 
I'm getting divorced. Obviously, a lot of that would make more sense with a visual representation from the actual TikTok. So I'll link that in the episode description if you want to check it out. And also, if you want to be nosy, which I know you do because um, you're listening to this podcast. What I loved about seeing that TikTok was somebody was just being so unapologetically blunt about the fact that they were soft launching their divorce because I feel like it's something everybody does like with their breakups or their relationships and no one's really like forthcoming about it because that's kind of the whole point of soft launching is you're not kind of in your face about it so when she was just waving her flag being like yep this is exactly what I did when I divorced my husband I was like okay well there's got to be a good story behind it you know what I mean because nobody who's got nothing but like fuzzy feelings for their ex is going to be so upfront about the fact that they wanted people to know they were getting divorced. You know what I mean? So I slid into the DMs and I was like, can you please fill me in on all the details? Because like, I think Insider covered her TikTok. It was getting a ton of attention. And so I knew people would be interested. And she was like, hell yeah, let's do this. So that's what we did when we broke down this week's breakup. Okay. So I met my ex-husband on Tinder in October, 2017. You know, I recently saw a video on TikTok that was saying like, oh, you should try going for a guy that's not your type. It might end up working out for you, which is so funny because I think that's what I did (laughs) when I first met my husband. I was into like really scruffy men that just didn't look like (laughs) they were like doing well in life I guess is how you could say yeah they haven't showered in a few days I get the vibe yeah yeah I was like always for like oh men that just look like they need some help my ex is like very like clean cut had like a clear path in life and you know everything it was like close to this family and it's like okay that is the complete opposite of my last relationship which was really bad my first boyfriend was like not a nice human in the slightest so I think I was looking for someone that could be the complete opposite of him okay and I was like, you know what these are all the qualities and we get along really well like we have the same sense of humor <laughs> really like really good at making dark jokes with each other just bonding off of that and that's like what really kicked off our relationship and then we spent a lot of time together in the beginning got to know each other I mean we spent like almost like every day together I think in our first two weeks of dating and I remember I spent the night I think probably like our third date I was like why don't we just like stay here like we'll just stay here and then spend the whole day together tomorrow so we were like really close and it seemed like an instant connection things clicked pretty well he's like complete opposite of your ex which I feel like sometimes the pendulum can swing so many different ways like you date one guy for a certain amount of time and then it's like no no I want like the complete opposite of that like I don't want to date anybody remotely similar to this dude okay so you end up getting married but do problems start to arise before then like do you start to notice like sketchy behavior as you're just like dating or engaged you know no he was really good at lying really really good we I would say we had probably one rough patch where things were like not super great but every relationship has like it's not a hundred percent every single day so I mean we had a time where it was like not great but not to the point where I was like oh my god he's out with someone else so we eloped so we weren't engaged for a long time we were engaged for like one week (laughs) 
I don't want to be like, why did you rush into it? But like, why was it so quick? Oh, no, it's okay. So we were planning on having a big wedding anyways. Mm-hmm. But we figured, well, we'll have like a small, intimate wedding just like with friends and family. And it was nice. We had it at our town hall. And then we surprised everyone on social media and then figured we'll still have a big wedding. But then unfortunately, everything else unfolded. Okay, so let's get into the everything else. So you elope. And this is at what point in the relationship? How long have you guys been together at this point after you elope? Four years. At what point do you notice something's not quite right? So this is where I started to rely on my intuition. I had absolutely no proof to go off of. I had nothing physical, nothing honestly like emotional to even touch on that could be like, oh my God, he's out there cheating on me. It was more just like this gut feeling. Maybe I sensed like a bit of detachment. It really just felt like a gut feeling that something was wrong. This is when I got sneaky. (laughs) And so I was like, I have his passwords. I have access to his phone. It's not like he could hide anything from me. So what I did was I gave him my old Apple watch and I got a new Apple watch and just pretended like, oh, here, you can just have it. I knew that if you deleted a text off your phone, it won't delete it off your Apple watch. And part of me knew that he wasn't smart enough to figure that out. So (laughs) I just waited and waited and just waited till he forgot it at home. And then that's when he forgot it at home. And I figured, oh, well, okay, I guess I'll check it now. Scrolled through and certainly there was a a name that I didn't recognize on there. And you click on it and you see like a bunch of like sexy text messages. I click on it and I see a text that says, hey, this is so-and-so. We met up a couple times like 18 months ago. I'm in the city. Do you want to meet up? And I see that and I'm just, you know, since you never expect like your partner to cheat on you, Mm -hmm. you kind of read that and you're like, there must be a logical explanation for this. So I'm, I remember staring at it. I'm like, what could this possibly mean? Like, you know, like, I think it's like a defense mechanism at this point. Mm-hmm. Then scrolling through, she was like, sorry, I have a boyfriend now. And his text said that didn't matter when we met up. I was like, okay, this is certainly something that I need to know about. So I sat on that all day. He was gone for most of the day. Then when he came home, I was like, who is this? And said her name. And of course, denied, deny, deny, deny. And I lied. And I said, well, she sent me screenshots of your text because I didn't want to out my sneaky ways just yet (laughs) in case I still needed them. So that's when he came forward and said, it's someone I hooked up with. Okay. When? And yeah, it's like, when did you hook up with them? And he said, uh like months ago (laughs) so i honestly i think i blacked out at this point i don't even remember what i said i remember leaving the house because i had to go pick up the dogs but i i don't know what i said i probably said something along the lines of like how stupid can you be or like why would you why would you do this to me why not just break up with me that was three months into our marriage that I got that information. That super, super sucked, super sucked. At that point, we decided to go into couples therapy. He was like, I'll do anything. Like, I'll go into therapy. I'll go into couples therapy. We'll get it figured out. I don't want to lose you, blah, blah, blah. The whole spiel. So we do, we go into couples therapy. It's honestly really great. It was great great for me. Um, I think he also enjoyed it. 
Um, the only thing that sucked is that he was lying to me the entire time. That During therapy? During therapy. Every single therapy session, he was lying and keeping more information withheld. So, so when you say lying, like the therapist is like asking him a question and he's giving a complete lie. As far as telling the whole truth about him cheating on me. Yeah, he would he would lie and not telling the entire truth of how many people he was sleeping with. Gotcha. So he's just saying it's one, but it so was. He, yeah. So up at this point, he is claiming it's just one person. We were in couples therapy up until the summertime and we were doing great at this point. I was feeling, I was like, this is awesome. Like, I feel like our relationship just like we hit like a reset button and I'm starting to trust again. Then November comes around where I'm just a nosy bitch. Like I cannot stop looking for information. So that's when I decide to message the girl. I sent a long, lengthy, wordy message on Instagram. Probably wasn't so nice. And she ended up responding almost immediately. Was like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea that you existed. She was, she was really kind. Um, the only thing that changed things in this situation was a very key phrase that she said was, did he tell you about anyone else? Yeah. And how did you respond? Like, no. <laughs> no, he didn't tell me about anyone else. He only told me about you. And she said, well, there was this other girl that he brought up a lot that you might want to ask about. I was like, okay, you know what? Can you just send me a screen recording of all of your texts with him? That would be like super helpful so I can put together a timeline. And if you've ever been cheated on, I don't think I would ever recommend asking for that information because it's forever going to be burned into your memory. All the words that your significant other has said to another human being while they're married or dating you. But um, it was helpful because there was a another one Woman that he was like trying to get them involved with that he was seeing more consistently. So woman number one, he met up with twice. Mm -hmm. woman number two, turns out he was meeting up with her multiple times a month for the course of two years. Do you know how he was hiding any of this? Like, is this someone at work? Was it someone at like a bar he frequented at? At the time he was, I think he was working nights at the time. Without saying his occupation, he is able to work nights. So he was really good at just saying like, oh, I have to pick up an extra shift or saying like, I'm going out with friends. And he would send me pictures of him out with his friends. So I think part of that was like, oh, if I send her picture updates, she'll never know, which was so true. I never, I didn't know until I got nosy. But this other woman, I think she also worked the same shift as him, not together, but they both had, they were both night shift workers. Um, so they were on like the same schedule and they were able to meet up with each other whenever they wanted they had like a special meetup spot <laughs> um which is like now a town that i feel like i can never step foot in she was not so nice when i reached out to her when you say not so nice like she was defensive or what so she knew about me she knew about me and that is the one thing that my ex-husband is adamant about is that this woman knew about me. So when they first met up, they had knew each other, known each other prior to us dating. And so like someone followed the other one on Instagram and then they decided to meet up and get drinks together, which I obviously didn't know about. He probably told me he was out with the boys or something. She asked him if his girlfriend cared that he was there because we were just dating at the time. So she knew 
about me. At first, I requested to follow her on Instagram and then she deleted it. And then I tried again. I think she deleted it a second time. So I was like, you know what? I'll just go straight into it. I'll just message her. And I, the only thing I said was, I just want to know how many times my husband brought me up to you. She responded back with something along the lines of, I'm sorry, I didn't realize who you were at first when I saw your follow request. And then she said that she doesn't like to get involved in other people's business. And then oh, later it's, on- It's too yeah. late. Like you are in the business. That's what I said. I was like, girl, you're in it. Like- <laughs> Don't like to get involved in other people's business. Like you are the business, but she claims that she, that she didn't know that I existed, which is really weird. Cause I never said my husband's name in our text. I never mentioned his name in my profile was private at the time. So I was like, okay, how do you know who I am then? And then I think at one point she was like, oh, I didn't know who you were until things got like too involved. It's like, you could always say no. And the one thing that frustrates me is like, everyone's like, you shouldn't blame the woman. Okay. (laughs) I understand that. My husband was going to cheat on me regardless of the situation. If she said no, he was still going to find someone else. But it still sucks when someone's like not a girl's girl, you know? It's so much more than just not being a girl's girl. Like this isn't girl code. Like, oh, I have a crush on my best friend's ex. Like, no, this is somebody who knew. And again, like it's technically not her problem. What happens to your marriage? But it's still a shitty thing to do to be like a part of that. And she has to live with that. And clearly, like from her response, it's not sitting well with her. Yeah, she's not to blame for your marriage ending, but like it's still kind of messed up. At that point, I feel like it's just more of to boost their ego. And I will say our couples counselor was like made me feel really, really good about it when we ended up bringing up this girl. Um, he was like, oh, so she's also just another person with low self-esteem. I was like, I like you. <laughs> I like you. You're in therapy and you now know about these two girls and you're trying to work through it or? Yeah. So <laughs> once I found out about her, I haven't even gotten to the point where I confronted him about it yet. I got home from work. I said, tell me everything I need to know about this girl. And again, is like, oh, we just sent pictures back and forth with each other. And And I was like, okay. And then quoted a text (laughs) that they had with each other. I was like, then what is this? And then he just like denied again. I stormed off into the bedroom to like probably go cry into a pillow. Then I think like a minute or two later, he came in and said, this is who she is. I had slept with her for the past two years, multiple times a month. And in the addition of six more people. (laughs) So... It was, uh, you guys have not gone to therapy at this point. So you confront him and then you go to therapy? After I found out about the first woman, we went to therapy. And then we kind of were on like an as needed basis because we were doing really well. Then I found out in November about this other woman. And then he told me about the six other people that he had slept with. Then we go back to therapy because we're like, yeah, this is not this is not an as needed basis thing. And I knew it was bad when our therapist said, I don't know if this relationship is going to work out, you guys need to go on a 30 day no contact. You guys need to not talk to each other because this is like so bad. So where did she expect you or your he or she, whoever your therapist was, expected you to go? Like, do you guys have family you can live with? Did someone get a hotel, an Airbnb? My ex-husband moved in with his parents and I stayed at home. 
Cause I was like, I'm not, I'm not leaving my home. This is not the mess. I didn't make this mess. So I'm not leaving. It's like, this is my home. These are my dogs. You can get out, <laughs> which he was probably already said, like, I'll, I'll leave. Like, it's okay. Like I I'll be the one to take the space, which honestly like makes you feel really, really weird because up to this point, I hadn't told anyone. I hadn't told my friends or my family. So I had this really weird trauma bond with my ex-husband with if I was sad and wanted to complain about him cheating on me, I would talk it through with him because he was the only one that knew about it and knew the extent of like how I was suffering. So he was also the one that was there to essentially comfort me through like his actions. Why didn't you tell your friends or family? When someone cheats on you, it's so embarrassing. It feels like, how could I be so stupid to not see it? And I know I like, I don't feel that way now, but when it first happens, it's like, how could I be so dumb? And if I tell anyone, they're also going to immediately think, how could she not see this? And also if I stay, they're forever going to judge me. No, that's true because the difference is, is like you're married to him. It's such a, a fine line you have to be aware of because like you want to protect them in some way. You have to experience the bad, but you also get to experience the good and you don't want that part to be overshadowed. Like if you can get, if you can work through it. So I get that. And, but also, you know, I hope now that, you know, like it's not your fault. Now I, after like a whole if you're like me and the second you get home from work, you are ravenous. You are going to love these new meals I've been trying out from Factor. Factor has delicious, ready-to-eat meals that you can make in two minutes with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. It's so convenient. I have like grocery store ADHD. Anytime I go to like Publix or something, I'm buying everything. And then I come home with no meals. Whereas Factor, it's all the meal prep done for you. You've got 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. If you want to get started today and have a feel good week of meals ready to go, head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50 percent off. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This is what I've been talking about in therapy recently. Sometimes it just feels like there are just simply not enough hours in the day. And if you had one more hour to do something for you, what would you do? Your knee-jerk reaction like me would be to do something somewhat productive. You probably need therapy, also like me. I spend a lot of time shoving my emotions and feelings down because honestly, I don't like feeling uncomfortable with all those negative emotions. And therapy has been a helpful tool for me to stop doing that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash B-U-B-D to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash B-U-B-D to get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com. You know what's really awkward? 
talking about sex on an ad read you know your family's listening to. But you know what's even more awkward? Having bad sex. And you know what? If you want to start having better sex immediately, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and you can get free shipping, which includes rush processing so you can start having that better sex ASAP. And that's not all. When you select your one item, you'll also get a free sex kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you will both enjoy. Better sex is just a click away. That's 50% off one item, a three item sex kit, six free movies, free shipping with rush processing, and free shipping with rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com, select any one item, and enter offer code Abby, A-B-B-Y at checkout. That's Abby, A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use this code. That's code Abby. A lot of time, a lot of self-reflection. I do realize that. But what sucked is just that I think if he had told me everything from the beginning, we would have had a better chance. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he had lied mm-hmm. for months, for months and months in therapy in a place that was supposed to be like the most vulnerable, pla- vulnerable place where we were supposed to say everything and not lie. I was like, I can't believe you lied to me. I asked him up front. I was like, is there anything else that I need to know? Because because if I find out myself, it's going to be so much worse. And I, I found out all the information originally. I probably would still get divorced, but at least it wouldn't be as hard on me. I wouldn't have to relive that trauma over again, over, like over again in just a few months. You're in therapy and you know about these six people. Eight, eight people. Eight yeah. people. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Now, like, the, the number is up. Okay. Yeah, number is up there. So, at what point do you decide this is too much? I can't do this anymore. Like, this isn't worth fighting for. So, during our 30 days, it was actually our our first anniversary and Christmas during our first, first 30 days. Yeah, it was a lot. I originally tried to, like, not think about the situation. I was like, okay, this is going to be my break from everything. But what I realized during those 30 days was like, I don't miss him. I feel good without his presence here. And it's almost like a sense of relief to not have to look at my phone and see his name. And that's when I was like, okay, that's probably not a good thing for a relationship. Towards the end of the 30 days, I'm really bad with change, especially like big changes in my life. I'm not good at adjusting and I still wanted to make sure that I was making the right decision for me and that I wasn't making a decision based off my emotions that I was feeling in the moment. So after our 30 days, I think I still gave it a couple more weeks to figure things out. He was still living at his parents' house and I was still at home. Then this was a really sad part. Then my dad died towards the end of January. And unfortunately, the last conversation I had with my dad was telling him about all the times my husband had cheated on me. It was the only time I've ever seen my dad cry or get emotional and say mean things to my husband. So that was the last time I talked to my dad. When I went 30 days no contact, I went no contact with like anyone. I was like, I can't talk to a single person because I'm so messed up in the head right now. So when my dad passed away, that's when I was like, I feel like this man took everything away from me. Took away, like I was a very fun upbeat person and now here I am feeling like I have nothing to give to anyone. It's like my dad died. My husband cheated on me for years. He lied to me in therapy. What else do I have at this point? That's when I was like, yeah, 
I need to get divorced. <laughs> um, this man is not helping me feel like a better person. And every time I see him in person, I end up crying. And I don't think I should feel that way when I see my husband. In addition to that, I'm never going to be able to trust him again. And that's obviously huge for relationships. It was like no stable ground to build off of. Ugh, it's so hard about your dad. Everybody looks back on their last memory of a loved one that's gone and they think yeah. of all the things they wish they could have said and did they, you know, feel like they got to... It was this unexpected? Like, was your dad sick or was this out of the... No, it was unexpected. So he fell and had a lot of, um, like, stenosis in his neck. So it was a head injury with a spinal cord injury. Oh, so I... Sorry, nervous, nervous laughter. Essentially, it was just put on a ventilator and was given just time to wait it out. So I didn't even get to hear his voice. I got to see him. That was nice. I got to talk, like talk to him and tell him things, but the last memory of him like up and okay and uh, like alive <laughs> is telling him that my husband cheated on me. Ugh. Yeah. And so that was the last job for you. You're like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, that was it. I was like, you know what? I honestly, I was thinking about it. I was already thinking about getting divorced. <laughs> I think probably like a couple of days before I was like, I'm going to tell him that I want a divorce. But then my dad died and I was like, this is it. This is it. So you think you would have gone through with it no matter what? Your dad just kind of was a catalyst. Yeah, I think I was going to go through it no matter what. I just needed a lot of time to process everything that was happening. Just first processing all the memories that had changed. That's the one thing they don't tell you about when you get cheated on is that you look back on every picture and they lived that moment completely different from you. So like one of the texts I read was my husband trying to meet up with a woman on my birthday. And yeah, I know. <laughs> on my birthday. And when we had made plans, he told her, oh, never mind, I'm busy or something along the lines of like that. So then I look back on that picture where we went out to dinner and I was thinking, oh, we're having dinner. We're having a great time where he was like, I'm trying to sleep with someone else. <laughs> right now. You were saying about his after dinner plans. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Yeah, there's a lot. A lot of like a lot of dates. Um, So that's why I strongly don't recommend getting all the texts because you will have that timestamp and then you will look back on every single picture that also has that timestamp and just kind of torture yourself uh, which does not help with healing. But you don't think having the evidence also really confirmed it in your mind that like it wasn't something that you could just like brush off like I almost feel like having the evidence would make it not I don't want to say easier because I don't think it makes it no I know what you mean it's more confirmation yeah yeah I think um definitely didn't need all of it Okay. <laughs> just like well, one or two would have been fine. Maybe like one where it's like, okay, yeah, he did try to meet up with me or he did meet up with me on this day. I don't think you need to have the entire conversation of them back and forth talking to each other in a way that's deeply inappropriate. Did yeah. you? Okay. So I'm going to ask a personal question that you can mm-hmm. ignore. Did he ever say like the same romantic things he would say to you to like these other women? Like would he just pull lines out of his ass? No, he was completely completely different person. He puts it in a way saying that he was living a double life. And because reading these texts, I was like, I do not know who this person is. Like this could be anyone. He was like, you do not talk like this. In what way? I don't even know how, just like, you know how everyone texts with like a certain tone? Yeah. Kind of like that. Reading it, I would not think that that was my husband unless you told me. 
which obviously like I was told it was him. It was just a completely different person. I I don't even know how else to explain it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, it makes, it makes sense. It makes sense. You asked him, he said he was living a double life. Like, did you ever flat out ask him why the hell he would do this? Yeah. So that's, um, that's his own issue that he's in therapy for now. I'll never understand why he has the need to live a double life. If there was like something going on in like his childhood or what prompted him to have to like seek this need over and over and over again, you know, that's his problem now and not something that I have to worry about. That was another thing. So after this happened, I ended up joining like a support group of other women that have gone through similar things. The only thing was that all of these women stayed with their husbands and I was like hopeful, you know, for a moment because you don't want even like I was going through all of this. No one wants to get divorced and you still believe in that person so much because you can see their potential in what they can be. Unfortunately, the double life was just way too much for me. But within this support group, all these women, they just look defeated. I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to look like someone that met up with a support group every week that's convincing themselves that they're happy with their husbands that cheated on them repeatedly. I wanted to be like a happy person again that I was like, I used to be fun. (laughs) I used to be fun and outgoing and I don't want to be this person that I have to convince myself that I'm happy with my husband. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's almost like looking in a mirror. Like if I stay here, I'm going to turn into one of these women, which exactly. like, to, be, to be fair, I'm sure it's worked out for some of them, but like, if you're going in every day and they also look miserable, you're like, well, why wouldn't I just get rid of the one thing that's like making me miserable? Yeah. Because you can, I mean, there are people out there that will treat you well. I, I think I haven't found one yet, but <laughs> are you, have you been able to find somebody else? Have you moved past this relationship? I have moved past. I am so disconnected emotionally from my, husband or ex-husband now are we're still waiting still waiting for the finalized date but um that divorce i've heard takes a while in some states it's insane but luckily where i am it's a pretty speedy process i've been going out with my friends which is nice talking to men at bars it's yeah I am not looking to start dating yet. Mm-hmm. I think I need some serious time and to do some inner work <laughs> before I jump to the next person because I am so scared that what's going to happen again is that from my first relationship into my relationship with my ex-husband and I think I blindly accepted some red flags because I didn't notice them since he was treating me nicely unlike my first boyfriend who was like awful and really set the bar so low that as soon as like a man started to treat me nice I was like this is perfect. Like, this is a nice relationship. Wait, wait, what red flags do you think you ignore? Just like gut feelings? Probably gut feelings. I I can't think of anything major, but probably just like gut feelings about little things that I probably was like, you know what? But he's nice to you, you know, which really is so sad. No one no, should literally. stay in a relationship because the other person is nice to you. That the bar is in hell. It <laughs> so I think now my standards are like sky high, and because I do not want to put myself 
through another traumatizing situation or else I'm, I'm never going to date another human ever again. <laughs> I don't think I could ever do that. No, it's easy to get defeated. And I do think like, I do think it is harder for straight women in general. Like I feel like men just have so many options of like just mentally healthy, beautiful women. And I feel like we are just like scourging the goodwill band. Yeah. Do you have a good relationship with your parents? That's it. It's like Rocky. Okay. We can work through yeah. it. Yeah. Be great. Cool. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, that's so rough. So when you say you're doing some inner work to like move past this and heal, like what does that mean for you? So I'm really focusing on myself lately where I love to put all of my energy into other people. I am such, I'm a nanny. It's in my nature (laughs) to do that, to put everything I have into another human being and making sure that they're doing everything that they can in life to succeed. I should be doing that to myself. (laughs) So as soon as I found out the second time that my husband was cheating on me, I immediately applied to nursing school because I was like, you know what? I always wanted to go into nursing school. I always wanted to be a nurse, always thought, I wasn't smart enough. Turns out I am. I am smart enough. (laughs) It's like I graduated college with like a 3.98 GPA. I I think I'm smart enough for this. So going back to school for my second degree. Yeah, got accepted. I start in the fall. Very exciting. Focusing on myself and making sure that I'm taking steps to better myself rather than taking steps to better someone else's life. Good for you. And you know what? I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. Hopefully like this is just like one of those awful situations that pushes you guys both because it sounds like he's doing some work to heal some stuff that he didn't maybe know he had to yeah. do it until he actually like stepped out on the marriage. So hopefully that leads him towards healthier relationships. And hopefully this leads you into one that's like, I mean, I, I hate that you were like the martyr in this situation, but like, yeah. like, just like that, you'll find someone who treats you more than just being nice. Just nice. So that was the thing I was planning on. Um, I was thinking about nursing school before I found out, but I was like, I was like, need, I needed the push. Since this happened, the school that I applied to was like an hour away from my home. But now that we're selling the house, moving in with my mom, school's like 10 minutes away. (laughs) I was like, wow, that really worked out. And now that we're selling the house, I have money to pay for school and survive. That's amazing. So now I I don't have to work. (laughs) (laughs) I I love a happy ending. I mean, a happy relative, but a happier ending. Do you have any final words of advice or just wisdom of just something you would say to somebody who's maybe recently gotten cheated on or is in a marriage where they are trying to fight through some crap, but they're like not sure if they should leave? Like, what would you tell that person? Oh, so if you recently found out that you were cheated on, I would one, take a moment and try your best to not freak out because you're going to freak out every single day. Really take a moment and breathe because you're going to absolutely lose your shit and your whole life is about to change. Also, if you're about to confront the person that cheated on you, I would not tell them how you got that information. I would not say a name. I would just say that you came across some information that is suspicious because then maybe 
you can get the whole story. <laughs> but also, it will feel like you're so alone and you need to have someone other than your significant other to talk to. So after you do some time just reflecting and calming yourself down, you need to have at least one trusted person that you can tell this story to, no matter how embarrassing it is, because they are going to ground you and keep you sane. And so you don't have this really weird trauma bond with the person that hurt you. Do the ends ever justify the mean? It's the age old question when it comes to cheating. And we're going to talk about it this Thursday on the Breakdown Bonus episode. Also, be sure to get your tickets to the Breakup Breakdown Brunch that's going down on September 23rd in Atlanta, Georgia. I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.